What's up, everybody? We have 10 minutes here to discuss with Mr. Ryan Muckenhern the 375 Ruger. Is that correct? That's correct. Mark, this is one that you wanted to do real bad. Man, it's one that I'm interested in, and I think one thing, and Ryan will probably get to it, I imagine, because it gets to everything, is I don't feel like you can talk about the 375 Ruger without talking about the 375 H&H. Would you, see, would you feel like that, that's the correct? Like That's probably the, the main comparison that's going to be made, obviously, the 375 H&H, a long-standing, very historic, iconic cartridge. And now you've got kind of like... Uh, I don't know. New guy on the block. New guy on the block, on at his heels. Right. Explain. There's so, a new sheriff in town, maybe. Holland & Holland, a firm out of London. Uh, oh. Yeah. Made the 375. Well, Holland. that's kind of a letdown. No, they're amazing no. gun makers. No, 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 no. Just the fact they're not out of Holland. Oh, yeah. Oh. Good point. Mm. Why wouldn't... Mm. Sorry. Yeah, that is kind of a letdown. Anyway. Belted Magnum case, 1912. The 375 Holland and Holland Magnum. We know we talk about the 30 out six being like the parent of all cases, but if we really get down to this, I'd say the 375 H and H is responsible for more successful offspring in the centerfire cartridge world. Seriously? Yeah, I mean, like all belted Magnums, uh, almost all belted Magnums. Like the 300 Win Mag. Yep. Huh. So in one way or another, so there's 300 H or 375 H and H. There's actually like a 400, and then there's a 300, and then there was a couple in-betweens. That case length and that case design, the head diameter, the belt diameter, all that turns into cartridges like 300 Win Mag, 7 Rem Mag, the Weatherbees, with the exception of like the uh, 378-based case, which, which is kind of their own critter, 416 Rem Mag. It goes on and on and on. This is a really, really important cartridge in metallic cartridge design in history. And then fast forward, we get talking about modern case design, and we've done that in the in the past on the 10-minute talks on, on cases where we talk about eliminating belts and straightening body tapers and sharpening shoulders. Well, okay, 2007 comes around, another banner year for the Hornady Ammunition Company, introduction of the 6.5 Creedmoor, introduction of the 375 Ruger. Both, Wait, Hornady introduced the 375 Ruger? Yeah, it was a collab between Ruger and Hornady. Mm-hmm. Okay, all yep. right, all right. Again, we, we talk about a modern case design. So we eliminated the belt on the 375 H&H. We shortened up its overall length on, on both loaded and then the case length. We straightened the body taper, and we sharpened the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And what we have is now a modern case design. Mark, why on this picture do you have this big white box covering the base of the... Well, that's how it printed, Jim. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's my explanation. But yeah. you can the see, one so on this the is the full is, length. Okay. Yeah. So this is the Ruger. That's the 375 H&H. Yep. I don't know Ryan was talking about. In the Ruger, you got the sharper shoulder here. Yep. Very. It doesn't taper either. It doesn't go... Right. Yeah, the 375 H&H looks much more like the kind of cartridge you would see in a leather shoulder yes. strap adorned over somebody's fireplace next to a wild African something. Well, mount. and I think that's important to bring up. The 375 H&H, I mean, it's, it's, I'd say it's popular domestically, but nowhere as near oh. as popular. Like, Ryan, where would you say the 375 H&H kind of made its money? The dark continent. Africa. Mm-hmm. See. Hunting big game. Yeah. Um, and it is a spectacularly versatile cartridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything... Honest to goodness, I, I have a my hunting partner's hunted elk with 375 H&H to a great deal of success, and he's hunted game in Africa with it. It, it is a super versatile round. I, I think if uh, a lady or gentleman was a considered a global hunter and you hit 
all the big game species on, on the various continents of so the 375 H&H would be a stellar choice. But isn't the Ruger then just the better version of it? Yes. That sounds like, and so explain that. Yeah, so here we come on this modern case design, right, and what it does. So we can get away with a slightly shorter action, and we've talked about that before, and whether it's a big deal or whether it's not a big deal, and it depends on on the, the actual rifle action that we're talking about. But what it offers the shooter in terms of ballistics in a modern rifle with modern propellants. And I think one of the bigger claims to fame with the 375 Ruger is what it did in a much smaller, lighter weight package for, and we'll just pick on the, the dangerous game hunter. So, you know, normal 375 H&H barrel length, probably 24 to 26 inches. You know, if you're looking at that classic British style hunting rifle, short forehand, long barrel, express sights, the works. Uh, probably a Mauser-based action. Mm-hmm. Um, we can now do that in a much smaller, wieldier, lighter platform. And Ruger had uh, the first rifle in it that, that I ever saw. It was the 77. I think they called it the the Hawkeye African or Hawkeye Safari. I'd have to look back at that. And it was like a 22-inch gun. It was hmm. super compact. I mean, like, y- y- it looks like a carbine in your hands. Wild. Yeah. But the cartridge and, and the way its exterior ballistics worked out um, and interior ballistics is that you were matching, if not exceeding, 375 H&H right. velocities and energy levels in this super handy, packable, portable rifle. With the same bullets. Yep. Yeah. So 270 grain or 300 grain is pretty common loading mm-hmm. for 375s. And it, and it was just this perfect little cute package. And that's really the, the cool part about the 375 Ruger is you're getting this big magnum, big safari gun performance out of a rifle that now if you were going to be on a combination doll sheep, caribou, brown bear hunt, you could take one gun and it would not have to be this uber heavy safari gun. What's well, the, what kind of like range capabilities are you looking at at a gun like this? Because when I see the bullet, it just looks like a big giant pill like something yeah, like the, it, like a big version of the dayquil i was taking when i was <laughs> had a cold so the uh 375 with modern bullets like you can get you get some pretty cool bullets for 375s we, we, we got to look at at some other cartridges here that'll kind of help illustrate this ultra long range shooting now elr and and ulr mm-hmm. um, and xlr 375 is a pretty popular bullet diameter because we can get away with a, a ton of bc at, at a good weight and we wouldn't be shooting those kinds of things but let's look at like nosler's acubond some sierra bullets the barnes ttsx's mm-hmm. you can get into some relatively high ballistic coefficient projectiles around that 300 grain weight and this becomes hmm. an honest-to-goodness 600-yard big game loading with ease. And, wow. a- and actually... Oh, absolutely. Do yeah. those cartridges have a pointier nose than yeah. this one on you, this illustration yep. that, so, like I said, looks like So a this one looks like Hornady's, looks like a DGX or a DGS. Yeah, I think so. Which is, is going to be made for penetration. Okay. Very if, traditional... Yep. African, you know, dangerous game yep. type stuff. We're, we're trying to break bone and drive deep through a body cavity. Whereas if you were that hunter in Alaska or or hunting for plains game or needed something with a little bit more range but needed horsepower, you could get a loading with a Nosler Acubon or a Barnes TTSX or some other what we'll call slippery projectile, put it in there, and this is no joke. In fact, mm. when Mark was going on his moose hunt, this is almost two years ago now, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We were looking at different cartridges to take up there, and 375 H&H and 375 Ruger were on that list. Yep. And running the numbers in comparison or in comparison with like 300 Wisdom, 300 Winmag, 300 Rum, they all fell fairly favorably at the 600-yard line, mm-hmm. which is tremendous because now yeah. you're, you're 
hucking this really heavy, well-constructed projectile at really respectable velocities yep. and delivering payload on target at, at long range. Do these things hurt to shoot? They're up there. The The 375 Ruger is potentially a little sharper than the 375 H&H, and, and a lot of that I attribute to rifle design, too. So you're getting into a lighter rifle. That's what I wanted to ask. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's kind of an apples and apples comparison, but but then again... If you're in a 10-pound class 375, full-length H&H right. yeah. versus an 8-pound 375 Ruger, right. expect more recoil just because it's lighter. Gun. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It makes perfect sense. And that's that's what I was uh, – my question was because when I was reading about it, you know, they said they, they made these case design differences but at the expense of recoil. And yeah. that was my number one question, though, was, well, is it because you're putting this cartridge – in comparison, and it's just a much lighter package, yes. so then your yeah. felt recoil is going to be sharper. I will say the 375 H&H, I've only shot a couple of them a handful of times. Very deceiving cartridge. you got this huge, not huge, you got this huge cartridge, but very gentle, more like a push yep. recoil. Yep. It just kind of rocks you back, and you're ready for another, another one. I'd rather shoot a 37 than a 33. Okay. In a lot of cases. Hmm. So like a 338 Win Mag in an equivalent weight gun. They I was going to say all things being equal. Yep. They okay. just seem a lot sharper, if if that's a word that I'll use. Whereas yeah. the 375 just kind of moves you out of the way. It, <laughs> it, it might be, you know, potentially more disruptive to your sight line, but like the perceived impact on the shooter the hurt does not seem as much it's Doing, interesting as if i if, if i pushed you like that that's a yeah. 375 why'd you do that because uh, i'm being aggressive or then if i went bam i right. punched you right in the shoulder 338 okay. yeah i think the 375 ruger is a very good swiss army knife of sorts wow yeah well that's pretty cool i think one thing to remember too ryan and you touched on it but having this kind of capability in a lighter weight package that can be a mountain gun. You may not be chasing brown bears, but you might be chasing something that lives in brown bear country. Bingo. Mm. You know, I don't need a 375 Ruger to kill a Sitka blacktail, but I'd sure like to have it with me because of what lives around them. Yep. That's a good point. And with that said, we're in the red right now, according to MC Ryan Shot Clock. So we will leave it at that. But if anybody has any other questions on the 375 Ruger or thoughts on it, we'd love to hear that. As always, hit us up on Instagram at Vortex Nation Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Also still open to cartridge suggestions. Even this one was Mark's suggestion. So we'll catch you next time. See you. Bye. Bye.